Repeatedly squeezing in and then withdrawing his thumb and fingers into my neck, he finally spoke to me as he hissed. You are the human they say will defeat me. Your bones are pitifully weak, the devilish demon said, as he laughed from within the hood of his robe. Oh, that is right. You cannot speak. He drew me in closer as if nonchalantly examining an object under a bright light. I became petrified by fear. My hope dangled like a T-bone next to a rabid dog's jowl. As if reacting to his touch, my skin turned blotchy and pustular where he clutched my throat. His free hand grasped the apex of his robe, rapidly pulled back his hood, and revealed the vilest face, pale white, with varicose veins running down his neck. There was total savagery in his eyes, gray eyes, and stunning red pupils. Do you think Zane foresaw this? You know he wants to add you to his collection of sephirins, which are nothing better than instruments of dead souls. Zane only preys upon those who have no spark of life left, robbing them from the grave. You cannot see how sick that is. He was gazing off to his side as he spat out these words, as if he were confronting Zane in the very room. I tried to squirm, and he leaned in closer. What if I send your grandparents to Sephira? Two adorable souls to become wilted by time and burned by flame, only to be resurrected as particles of matter by Zane? All for vanity! The walls reverberated with his guffaws, which sounded more like screams due to the echo effect. He released his grip ever so slightly and peered at me with eyes of hatred. Where is the research? I had no clue what he was referring to, and there was no way I could even summon the breath to answer. I was only left with my power of thought. Nezatron, Nezatron, I frantically delved into my mind before it turned into a black void. Over my nanocom, Nezatron said, Nagalt is closing in on your location now. Just as I was about to pass out, there was a flash of blinding white light and a huge bang, as if there was an explosion. Immediately the grip on my neck was released, and I fell to the floor, gulping down precious oxygen. Looking up, I saw a glowing, towering, angelic figure, as if heaven had intervened. Perhaps it had. Scattered flames licked at the walls and the floor, surrounding my guardian. It was Migolt, the Bromel, whom I had earlier met along with King Trazuline, when I had boarded the Uriel for a very short time. He must have seriously scared the crap out of Odeon, because there he lay, kneeling, whimpering like freshly caught prey. It was quite a sight to behold. What a magnificent creature, this Bromel! He scraped the room's ceiling with the tips of his monumental twelve-foot wings. In his large hands he held a spear that shimmered with a radiant blue light, brightening the entire room and blinding me somewhat. The majestic spear was humming. Every time it crackled, white-hot light burst from the blinding bluish beam. As if conveying evidence of my guardian's dramatic entry into this room, the walls were freshly splintered. Magalt had so much power that various cogs and wheels from the industrial machinery in the room had exploded straight off their supports and rammed into the walls. 
Odian kneeled before the Bromel, writhing out of severe pain dealt upon him by the aura of the blade. He was clawing away at his own body. It was as if he could not stand the radiating power of the Bromel's weapon. I am Migolt, and you are not welcome in the mind of the boy, he said as he rose taller, posturing over Odian. The Bromel was at least twelve feet tall, but Odian showed no fear as he overcame his searing pain and rose on his feet. You don't get it, you winged freak. I can go and do whatever I please. There is no touching me here in this realm or in any realm. Do you understand me?